This is it, people. This is what you've been waiting for. This is Everyday Celebrity Podcast. The podcast for everyday people with everyday problems trying to find everyday solutions to accomplish everyday goals. Let's start the show. Yo, welcome to another episode of Everyday Celebrity Podcast, number one podcast in Oakland, number one podcast in the Bay Area. And today we have a special guest. I saw this woman in a bar. As soon as she walked in, she captured everyone's attention. And basically, I don't even know what she does, but, you know, I just wanted to see if anything is behind all of the beauty. So, tonight we welcome Grace to the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. How's your night, your day, or whatever? So far, it's been good. Very relaxing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing too exciting. What did you do? <laughs> I am on the job hunt right now. So, I've been applying to jobs. I have, I'm taking summer courses. So, currently, I'm a college student. I go to school at San Francisco State. And so I'm doing summer school, so I'm trying to complete my courses so I can have a fun summer. Um, so yeah, just caught up on some assignments and just relaxed. Well, summer's almost over, right? It is, but my classes end like a little bit before the school semester starts, so I still have like a little bit of time to mm-hmm. have a fun summer. What are you in school for? I'm majoring in criminal justice currently. Oh yeah? So... Trying to figure out like what I want to do within that, what I'm drawn to. Mm. Um, I'm in my last year, so I don't have a lot of time to figure it out, but we'll see what comes my way. Are you going to go to grad school? Definitely going to go to grad school. I don't know where yet, um, but it's definitely <laughs> part of the plan for sure. Why criminal justice? Um, it's a good question. I always watched like Criminal Minds growing up, so I've always been intrigued. Oh my in, god! <laughs> I've always been intrigued in like watching Law and Order and shit. Yeah, all that, all that. Um, just interested in how the criminal mind works, basically why it is, what mm-hmm. childhood traumas led to that being. So I've always been interested in like, like at first I thought I wanted to go into like criminal profiling, and so basically like, you know, profiling criminals, creating. Um, personalities for them in order to catch them basically Um, but I think now I'm drawn more towards like social activism and community development in like lower income communities in black and brown neighborhoods Mm -hmm. Um, yeah very very big on the social justice activism what uh, so you say you're in your last year Mm -hmm. yes how has college been like for you it's been good so far. It's been a little bit of like an up and down because, you know, the whole pandemic. I came to San Francisco 2019 for my freshman year. Mm-hmm. And then COVID hit like the end or like the beginning of um, second semester of my freshman year. So they basically kicked us all off of campus. So I had to go back home to L.A. And I ended up taking community college courses there to like make sure I'm still on track with my studies. And then I recently moved out here again to finish the rest of my school at SF State. So it's been all over the place. Mm. Yeah. So do you feel like you missed out on... uh... 
definitely- you know, like you know how when you go to college, uh, mm-hmm. like people like the, they call it the slutty college years. Okay, I never heard that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, basically, like this, your time to like find yourself yeah. and party and do all types right. of shit. One thing about that, I do feel like I kind of missed that experience because of COVID. Mm-hmm. But also, the type of school that I go to, it isn't that kind of like. It's a very liberal school. It's not a huge like party school. Like, and also it's a, it's commuter school. So there's not a lot of people like, who stay on campus like that. So it's not, there's not a big like party scene. So mm. even if COVID didn't happen, I still I would have been. I feel like I would have been missing that, missing out on that regardless. You say you go to SF State, right? Yes. Okay. What are they uh, known for? Like what? Um, I don't really know what they're known for. I just know it's very like. You know, like let not. I don't know. What I'm saying is, like you know, US, S. I mean, UCSF. I uh-huh. believe is known for like they have a good medical program or some shit. Okay. Is SF State, State known for anything? I don't know if they have like one thing that like you know people go there. For. Yeah. It's just you know. Do you like going there? I do. I do. I don't hate it, but I do. Like I definitely <clears throat> I regret not going to hbcu 100 mm-hmm. percent, because then i feel like i would have like had that college experience and like gained that knowledge about myself did um, you get accepted in the i did i got accepted into clark atlanta university okay for some reason i just i don't know i feel like clark accepts everybody they do I, I applied like <laughs> last minute too like i already knew i got I accepted was going. into clark <laughs> I knew I was going here, but I thought like I might as well apply just to see. I got in, but I didn't even think about going. Are you originally from San Francisco? No, I am born and raised in Los Angeles, Inglewood, uh, California. Were you scared to be away from home? That's why you didn't choose Clark? No. Actually, I only wanted to go to like an East Coast school. Mm-hmm. And so even coming to San Francisco was like kind of a compromise. And so, cause like East Coast or like out of state tuition is outrageous. And so the in state tuition is kind of a little bit more doable. Um, but I definitely wanted to be as far away from home as possible. I'm someone who's very independent. So even being here, like I'm able to like hold my own. Mm-hmm. But at the time, coming here was just the better option. Are you mixed? Um, my mom's side of the family, my mom is full black. My dad, he's half black, half Swedish. And so his mom, my dad's mom is Swedish mm. and my dad's dad is black. So I'm, I'm like a fourth white <laughs> Scandinavian. <laughs> are you close with your family? I am very close to my family. Both your parents still together? They are, yes. So you grew up in a two-parent household? I did, and I have one older brother. Uh. Mm-hmm. How was growing up in a two-parent household? Um, It's definitely something that I didn't take for granted because I got to experience a lot of my friends who didn't. Mm. And so I had a lot of privileges that I didn't realize and luxuries that I didn't realize that I had once I got exposed to that. Um, So it's really something I'm thankful for every day. And of course, it's always nice experiencing Black love firsthand. Mm. So I'm assuming you, do you normally date Black men? I do. Only the black man? That is my preference, yes. Okay. Yeah. I ventured out, but I pretty much only look for black men. You ventured out to what? Hispanic. Okay, I was about to, <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 
So um, you're studying criminal justice. Yes. And there is this thing about gun control that's going on, right? This big debate. How do you feel about that? Um, I feel like it's really important to implement gun control in our country. Um, even when there was, I can't give specific facts, but I know that there was a time when some sort of gun law was implemented and there was a visual like decrease of gun violence across America. Mm. And I think that is no longer enacted. And so since then, gun violence has significantly grown. So it's been proven that there has been a difference. And I think our government is being a little lazy about it. Mm. Um or they're just not, they don't think it's a serious issue as it is. Because every day, there's shootings every day. We see in schools, we see in churches, we see everywhere. Like, you can't go anywhere without thinking, you know, and is is it going to happen to me? And mm-hmm. so, I think it's so important. And I feel like their priorities are wrong with Roe v. Wade and all that. How can you force someone to have a children in a world that's not safe enough to have children? So it's really, it's not making sense. Our government has not made a lot of sense for a long time, but definitely something needs to change. What do you think should change with the gun laws? Um, I think there needs to be more um, like a background test. Background check? Yes, in okay. order to obtain a gun. I heard um, in one Asian country i'm not sure which one that which one it is but they interview you they do a psychological tests they interview your peers your family to make sure that it's safe for you to have a gun and you don't have any history of violence or something that you can do with a gun um and so i think they're a little loose on obtaining a gun in america and they need to crack down on that and mm. get a little strict about it you ever shot a gun before? I haven't. No? I haven't. I think it's important. Not important, but it's good to know. Like, I want to go to the shooting range just to experience it, but mm-hmm. I have yet to go. Do you think... Um, do you think uh, people should be allowed... Or what's the age limit? Do you think people should be allowed to buy guns? The age limit. Well... I believe at like 20, 25, 26 or something, at least for men I know, like your brain is fully developed then. Mm -hmm. And so it may be a little wiser to make that the age. 25? I would say like 25. You've been through a lot in life in 25. You are able to learn so much about yourself and about your personalities and your tendencies Mm -hmm. coming up into that age. And so... I think that's a good age. But regardless of age, you know, anyone's capable of anything. Like people have motives and they follow through sometimes. So it really doesn't matter the age. It's about the psychological test and the the probability of you doing mm. that. How do you, what do you feel about these white men, these old white men mm-hmm. making rules about females bodies i think it's disgusting (laughs) for one i think it's gross i think it's outrageous um it's honestly nothing new of like that we're seeing it's been happening for ages Mm. um i honestly it's it's disgusting that's Mm. really yeah it's 
so sickening, so saddening that we need to have more officials in the Supreme Court who look like me, look like you, yeah. who have a more understanding of their power. Do you think that will ever change? I think eventually. I think currently we're getting somewhere um, with the new um, elected Supreme Court justice. We're getting somewhere, but it's one step at, at one step at a time. It'll like we're only seeing like just the big the beginning of it. Like there's mm. so many more years to come for improvement. Yeah, I don't think that's going to change. But anyway, listen. You don't think so? No. I mean, of course, there's still like you know, white supremacy and white supremacists will make sure that they're, you know, in charge and hold that power. Mm. But it'll take a lot of fight for us to get rid of that. Yeah. So I was scrolling through your uh, Instagram and I've seen nothing but like, like pictures of you dressed up, uh-huh. full makeup. Actually, not everything. all pictures have full makeup. Are you... Not just you, but do you think uh, a lot of women don't show their truths, their true self, on Instagram? Um, one hundred percent, I think so. I maybe impartially am one of them. I wouldn't say I'm completely one of them, Mm -hmm. but of course, that's part of being on social media. That's like the stigma around like social media is just showing the parts that you want other people to see, which is usually the good parts like a lot of people don't show the negative aspects of living and just everyday life yeah and so of course we have that guard up and we want to perform a certain way for people to like be attracted towards us and that's not always our true beings Mm. why don't you show your true self on instagram I, it's not about showing, for me personally, it's not about showing my true self. It's about being selective of what I show. Mm-hmm. So I do like on my stories a lot. I don't know if you went through my highlights as well, but I do show a lot of what I do and what I'm doing and where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just me being selective because I like to keep other things to myself. You're a private person? Um, to an extent, to an extent. Sometimes, only sometimes I would say I am an overshare. Mm-hmm. like in conversations but i'm trying to currently work on that because not everyone needs to know everything <laughs> <laughs> what are like some examples of you uh oversharing that turned like bad um never it never has turned bad mm. it's a mixture of me oversharing and then me overthinking mm. about me oversharing even if the other person who i was having a conversation with didn't consider it an overshare I like get in my head about that. Mm. And then I just convince myself that I just told this person my whole life story and they think I'm weird, whatever. Like mm. it's, it's all in my head. So I'm trying to stop that. <laughs> <laughs> so you, where'd you say you grew up again? Inglewood. Inglewood. And when did you move up here? Um, I would say like officially in January. Of in January. 2022. Okay. Mm-hmm. Was it? Uh, have you been up here before you moved up here? Yeah, when I was a freshman out here, but I didn't like freshman in high school, in college, in college before okay. like pandemic, whatever. Okay. And so, but I would consider that a completely different experience because that was my first time like being on my own, and mm. but I was also like living on the dorm or in the dorms and on campus, mm. and you know, like you have RAs and like you know, campus life. 
But this time I have like I'm living apart from all that. And so it's definitely been a different experience and I've learned a lot. Honestly. So you don't live on campus anymore? No, I don't. You live alone? I do live alone. Yes. Okay. And you're looking for a job, you say? I am looking for a job. Yes. What type of job are you looking for? So currently I'm thinking about stepping into project management. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that would be a good job for me to have. But I'm trying to find a job that um, that incorporates um, project management, but also social just social justice activism and community involvement. Mm. And so right now, I just found a job that it's like a research assistant, and so we research ways to better the community, and also it incorporates um, diversity and inclusion within like the workspace. So I'd be part of that as well. And so I actually just got an interview for that job. So fingers crossed. Mm. I'm hoping I get it. So activism is your passion? For some reason, I'm just drawn to it. Like a couple of days ago, someone asked me like, why? And honestly, I couldn't think of like a assault. I mean, obviously, like there's so much wrong in this country mm-hmm. and something like needs to be done about it. And so honestly, I just want to be part of that process. <laughs> So, I mean, activism, there's a lot of shit you can mm-hmm. put that under. Mm-hmm. So, what specifically are you are you passionate specifically, about? Specifically, I, well, right now, I'm um, drawn to black and brown men in the prison system mm. and um, helping expose the court systems and how they send, give extremely long sentences to these black, like, that's racially motivated yeah. to these black and brown men, specifically, and those who are also in prison for like misdemeanors or something that was so, you know, minuscule and they're receiving like close to life sentences and how that is a fault in our justice system. You ever been locked up? I haven't. No. Never got arrested? Nope. So you were like a good girl growing up? Um, yeah. I mean, I <laughs> abided the law <laughs> most of the time. Yeah. Um, but I would not put myself in any trouble, no. Because when you know what the cops can do, it's scary. You don't. I don't want to subject myself to that. Yeah. What was uh, how was growing up in Inglewood? Do you I, miss it? I do miss it. I miss the quietness of it because, of course, living in like downtown San Francisco, like it's always loud. It's always something booming, mm. something going off. But my neighborhood was very quiet. It was a very like homey neighborhood and so i do miss that aspect but of course i miss like my family and my dog and Mm. yeah but growing up in inglewood i like it and i like the specific time period that i did grow up because visiting home now i'm seeing so many different buildings and shops and stuff that like wasn't there before but i live in an area where it's like close to the stadium the new stadium that they just built and so i'm experiencing a lot of gentrification in my mm. neighborhoods within people and buildings and properties and all that and so it's just a really crazy experience to be experiencing like real time basically what do you feel about how do you feel about gentrification i think it's terrible i think we should keep our community in our community we shouldn't be forcing you know people who built this community out just to let other people in who will only help the city profit off of them like it's all for profit it's all you know capitalism and all that so when gentrification happens like um usually bad neighborhoods start getting good shit like the roads well, yeah, because they're start trying to getting draw, better. Like, the fucking there's like stores, new stores popping up. Right. 
<clears throat> do you think why do you think uh that doesn't ha- i mean i know why but why do you think that doesn't happen with just us being there do you think black people just don't care about it or i think uh, most of them are in situations where they don't feel like they have a choice mm-hmm. but to move from their spaces because of financial reasons or whatever it is so obviously i don't think that they are not doing anything about it i think like a lot of these organizations and nonprofit organizations are doing something about it or attempting to, but I feel like a lot of them literally don't have a choice because they can't afford to keep living in an area that is getting more expensive and they're literally being kicked out. Mm. What do you see yourself uh, after you graduate? After I graduate, I definitely want to travel. Of course, I'm a big travel person. Mm. Um, And so I want to continue traveling the world. Um, I want to live, experience living somewhere else, not necessarily like outside the country. I wouldn't be opposed to it, but like maybe on the East Coast and just see like how that is compared to the West Coast. And just, I feel like I'm at that age and now's the time to explore different parts and see like really where I fit in society. Where have you traveled? Um, I've been to a lot of U.S. states, of course, but I've been to Egypt I've been to Spain. I've been to um, Mexico, of course, a couple times. Mm. I've been to Sweden. Um, I think that's it. Do you travel by yourself? Um, Internationally, no, not yet. But within the state, I do. Or within the country, I do. What's the best place you've been to internationally? Internationally, definitely Sweden. Sweden? Well, I would say Egypt because I got to visit like the pyramids and I rode camel, like very like touristy, you know? Mm. So that was of course experience like within itself. Um, so I would say it's probably a tie between like Sweden and Egypt for sure. It's so interesting, especially in Egypt, seeing the different culture and how people live, like their normalities compared to here. It's yeah. completely different. Yeah. Would you ever live in Egypt? I wouldn't. Cause you don't want to, you want to be able to wear what you want to wear and shit. Huh? That true, <laughs> yes. But also, at least where I visited, the pollution was absolutely terrible. And pollution, I, yes, okay. it was really bad. And I don't think I can live in an environment like that. Yeah. And that's why I like Sweden so much because it was very healthy, very clean, very you know put together. Mm. Did you see the the pyramids? I did. Yes. Yeah. It was an experience. It yeah, was that's very, very uh, cool. that's on my my bucket list to see those. I recommend it 100%. Yeah, it looks crazy. You mm-hmm. think aliens built them? I don't know. I've heard so much about that conspiracy, but do the I people in Egypt think that? Well, the people in Egypt <clears throat> claim that they built it, so I don't think oh, okay. they would say that aliens did if they did or yeah. if Egyptians did. You know, niggas but. be lying. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, you never know. You never know. Where? Uh, well, why do you think traveling, especially for black people, is so important? Because there's a lot of people who've never been outside California. I think it is so very important for black people, especially to visit, you know, African countries to, you know, just see where we came from, learn some history, but also just to expand your mind, expand your you know, your knowledge about other countries in the world. Um, 
Because staying in one place your whole life, you know, you can have very closed-minded opinions. And so when you see how other people live in their cultures compared to yours and what you're used to, you kind of have a new appreciation for the way you live, especially visiting like third world countries. Mm-hmm. Um, you realize your, your privilege a lot. And so it's definitely important for minorities to visit other countries just to, you know, just to learn a little bit. Where was the first place you went to overseas? Um, I think it was Egypt. It might have been. I was like nine years old. Oh, you were nine. I was nine. Yes. Oh shit. Okay. But I remember. I remember a lot. If I counted. I mean, <laughs> going to Egypt when you're nine, you're probably thinking you're like in, in fucking at a um, water at a fucking amusement park. No, or I was very aware. It was you. It, you were aware you were in Africa. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, because okay. it's so like the culture shock is just thrown in your face, like fresh off the plane, mm. and so you have no choice but to realize where you are and how different it is than where I came from. What was the first place you went to without your parents as an adult? Um, as an adult, travel. Uh, I don't know. We do a lot of family travel. Mm. And so I would say, honestly, just moving out here yeah. by myself was very... So Sweden, Mexico, all those places you were with your family? Mm-hmm. Well, because my dad's mom lives in Sweden, so it, we had like a family reunion type thing there. Okay. And so it was like a family vacation. Mexico, um, it was also a family reunion. So mm. yeah, I never, yeah, not like a, a flight like trip, you know. I've done like road trips, you know, with my friends and stuff, but nothing like as an adult individually like mm. to another state. Are you close with your brother? I am. I would say me and my brother are very close. Are you guys close in age? Yes. I'm 21. He's 25. So we're like, yeah. he's 24 or 25, we're, but we're three and a half years apart. Mm. Yeah. On your 21st birthday, did you get drunk? I did. I. It was a lot going on that day. Yeah. Um, my friends planned like a little picnic for me at the beach, which, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. We started the champagne flowing then, and then we went um, and we got ready to go out to dinner because they had made like reservations at this nice rooftop in like Santa Monica. And then we were pre-gaming for that. And then I just remember getting to the restaurant and getting out the Uber and it just being a blur. So even before we sat down for dinner, it it was a lot going on. And so we sat down. We were brought free drinks. Um, I know someone who like knew the manager. So then mm. I like mentioned her and like the manager came and brought us like champagne for my birthday. And it was just the alcohol was flowing and it was a lot <laughs> to keep up with. It was a lot. So you blacked out? I wouldn't say I blacked out because I still very much like remember anything. But that was probably the drunkest like I've ever been. Like falling down in the street. Mm. Tight. A little embarrassing, but yeah (laughs) how long have you been single i have been single for about like three months now and what happened with that um the person i was dating at the time they had to relocate for their job Mm -hmm. and so yeah it, it had to end it didn't end the best way to be honest really? like it could have been handled <laughs> a little bit better when you say relocated where did he go um he told me that he would have to be moving to um seattle for his job okay i mean that's not that far it isn't but also 
we didn't get to have the whole conversation about long distance or whatever because of the way that the situation like went down. But I wouldn't have been I'm not a long distance person. Yeah. I need you like down the street. <laughs> well, how did the situation go down? Um speaking to the mic, we need to hear this. A okay. Bit <laughs> it was a lot of um immaturity, I mm-hmm. would say. And a lot of not taking my feelings or thoughts into consideration and it ended up me being ghosted mm. until recently they always come back you know <laughs> oh he moved back um i don't know i'm waiting to hear i i was contacted yeah by them and so we are gonna figure it out now okay i don't know i'm, I'm anxious so you're, to hear you're gonna take him back i don't i it depends. You, you didn't know. start fucking with nobody in those within the three I months. I did, but if I'm being honest, it just wasn't. I when I did, it was a little too early. Mm-hmm. And so, like yesterday, honestly, I went on a date and it just it wasn't it. You wasn't feeling it. it? Wasn't it? it Why? I just didn't feel like I don't know. The, like it was good conversation like he was a very nice person like mm-hmm. it was nothing wrong with each other but just i just wasn't all the way into it okay do you believe in gender roles to an extent i have no problem paying on a date like as long as you know i'm interested and my connection is there mm-hmm. but i also do believe that the man should take initiative and most situations i believe that the man you know should walk on the right side of the road and like you know do the driving and like do the paying but also like i have no problem stepping up and like doing some of those responsibilities as Mm. well not as far as like walking on like the right side of the road but like you know paying (laughs) oh yeah that's a big deal yeah (laughs) (laughs) you think you're a feminist um of course i would say i'm a a feminist yes Okay. Do you think I have a question for you? Do you think it's important for men to be a feminist? Well, the number one rule on this podcast, you can't ask me a question. <laughs> okay. So yeah, we go we go skip that. But Dr. Umar Johnson Dr. said Dr. Umar Johnson that black women especially should stay away from feminism. Really? Can mm-hmm. you explain to me a little bit? Well, he said that Feminism was basically a way to turn the black woman against the black man. Really? Mm-hmm. I've never heard that. Well, do you listen to Umar Johnson? I have heard. I can't, like, recall anything directly, but I, you know, I've heard. No, you know who he is, right? Yes, of course. Okay. Yeah. What are some people that you listen to? Um, Like, podcast-wise? Or? No, just like... uh like political wise or yeah, like just yeah i people who, who who have the same views as you um that's a good question i don't have like one person that i follow mm-hmm. necessarily i just like to gain my, my information from other people's opinions as well as you know factual evidence and then just form my own opinion on that so i don't really like yeah. have one person that I watch. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I see them here and there. So, Macy Gray. You know who Macy Gray is? I don't. No. What? <laughs> no. You don't know who Macy Gray is, the singer? No. Maybe. 
What songs? What songs? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she has a shit ton of songs. I just can't name one. But she, she's a black woman. She has that raspy ass voice. I might have heard. She, she came out when like all that when when everyone was coming when a lot of soul music was uh, popping, like okay. Angie Stone and India Irie and Erica Badu when that, when right. they when they all first came out. Right. But anyway, so she was on she's on the news for saying that uh she was talking about trans women she was saying that just because like you have surgeries or whatever mm-hmm. it doesn't like she's talking about men who transition to be women she was saying just because you have surgeries and shit it doesn't make you a woman and then there was uh she got support from another celebrity i forgot who mm-hmm. but the other celebrity was like it's true because she was like women need to take their power back because they're defining women they're not defining the natural woman anymore they're just they're they're calling you birthers and shit like that men who transition no just just like women in general they're okay. they're they they're not being identified as just women so you have all these you have the lgbt right. all that and mm-hmm. then um people are just calling women uh they her she them then you have all that and then you have people just calling women birthers so there's not no one is identifying women as like yes i am a like 100 percent woman um, anymore true. shit like that so how do you feel about that i I, yeah, people are subject to their own, you know, personal identification, however they want to be perceived. Mm. So honestly, I don't even feel like it's my say to even have an opinion because what yeah. you do with your body is whatever you choose. It's not my body. It's mm-hmm. not affecting me in any way. So I don't even, I don't really feel like it's fair to be like, well, I don't like that you're doing that because, you know, that's your choice. Mm-hmm. That doesn't affect me. So I'm not going to be like pressed about it like most people are unfortunately would you ever have surgery nope i am i would consider myself 100 percent woman she her you know (laughs) no other interest in anything well yeah i'm not talking about that extreme surgery i'm just talking about would you ever like get plastic surgery enhancements or something yeah um i wouldn't like i wouldn't get like a bbl or like you know mm. my boobs done or anything i wouldn't do that mm. or at least as of now but i'm not opposed to like a little lip filler or something or <laughs> <laughs> not plastic but maybe some just slight very subtle enhancements to my face that could mm. you know bring out my features and not cover up any features but to accentuate them so your lips are the one thing about your body you'll probably change i have talked for a while about getting very small lip fillers mm. what's what do you think is wrong with your lips they're just too flat I or something don't i can see them being fuller a little bit mm. um but on, i'm not like pressed about it like i don't look in the mirror and say like i hate my lips like i i fully enjoy you know my features but mm. i pick out things i see can use a little bit of an enhancement mm. what would you do if you were in a relationship with a guy and he said he wanted to uh, enhance his butt, like get a, some butt injections. 
the guy wanted to get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, to each his own, but it depends. I mean, that's kind of odd, you know. What would you say to him? I would say, why do you feel that way? Like, what about... And then he says, I want a bigger ass. I would... It's giving homosexual a little bit. <laughs> so I would kind of question that. Like, why, who, for what? Like, okay. is it just because your own securities? Are you trying to, like, I don't... That's but you know, it, you, but you know, he's not gay. He's he's your boyfriend that you've been with for like, probably, let's just say five years. Okay. You'll still question him? 100% because why do you need a bigger ass? Like, that just doesn't... Mm. Okay. Like, because girls... Okay, most girls get that. You don't think that's a double standard? Or hypocritical? Um, you want to enhance your lips. Yes, he wants okay. to enhance his ass. Yeah, I guess. <clears> but you just, you don't see anything like that. Like, it's it's common for women to, you know, enhance their butt, enhance their lips, enhance, you know, everything. But you just don't see men, or men don't care, have the need or the want to most men. Straight so, men. So why... <laughs> So why do you think it's common for women to enhance? Are you, are you saying for, are you saying women are more insecure than men? No, I think I think men have a lot of insecurities, but they're not as vocal about it. Mm-hmm. But then act out on those insecurities in negative ways. But I think women usually get those enhancements for the attraction or to bring attraction to to them from other people um mostly by men and so that's why i would kind of question his sexuality if he wanted Mm. to get a bbl or something (laughs) what if your boyfriend is like you i want to spice up our sex life and bring another man in the bed i would decline immediately why i just i can't I don't want to see my boyfriend having sex with another man. I don't want to be part of that. If you have your no, own. What if he's like, we're just going to be fucking around with you? Um, No, I couldn't do it. No, I could not do it. Mm. Because then why would you want to see me with another man? Like, I just don't. I'm not there. Okay. Yet. I don't know. Hmm. are you let's let's see are you uh like a shy person Um, when it comes to sexuality no i wouldn't say i'm shy because i'm very confident in myself and Mm. so that brings out confidence in other areas Mm -hmm. and so yeah i would not say i'm shy you used to model, right? No. No? No. Uh. Never. <laughs> uh, okay. Where'd you get that from? I can't ask you questions. Can't ask you questions. Yeah, I mean, you can ask me that. I mean, I uh, <laughs> I think I saw it on your Instagram, but I might have been mistaken. It was some uh, runway show. Oh, I just went. Well, I'm really into fashion. Mm. And so through my school, through I was taking a fashion class at the community college I was at mm. in L.A., and so they were giving out free tickets to LA Fashion Week, mm. and so I was able to go for free, and it was a re- it was a great experience. It yeah, was really really fun. Yeah. What made you so into fashion? I don't know. Just every anyone can be creative and choose to express themselves in their own way, and I think it's really interesting how people choose to do that. 
mm-hmm. what they're wearing. Um, yeah, it's just, it's so intriguing to me. Do you have a certain, uh, like, celebrity you admire the way they dress? Um, the way they dress? Well, I like, okay, most celebrities aren't original in their, like, you know, when they go out on, like, the red carpet or whatever, it's, like, chosen for mm-hmm. them. But I definitely, I want to say Beyonce, honestly, because, like, her recent, like, Vogue. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was just so tired of girls talking about Beyonce left and right, like she a god or something. She is. <clears throat> she is. Nothing about Beyonce is real. You know that? What does that mean? I'm explaining this. I, th- I explained this on another episode, but I'm going to explain it again. Beyonce is nothing but an image. No one knows how this girl really is behind closed doors. The way she dresses, someone picks it out for her. So it's not really her style. Okay. The songs that she sings, people write them for her. So it's not coming off of her head. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. The way she dances, choreographed. People tell her. But that's still her own style. I don't think uh, you... It's, 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 I'm not, wait, wait, let me finish. It's not her style. It's it's the, it's the choreographer's style that's teaching her to dance to this song. So it's not it's not like she's out there freestyle. I want to dance like this well, too. Well, you got that some instruction, yes. But fourth, she uh, let's see. When have you ever seen uh, her like private life? She's very like secretive. Like we don't know what we don't even know what type of food she really likes, or like does she like go home and like take down a bottle of nineteen forty two or anything? <laughs> we don't know if she's out. Have you ever seen her with a drink in her hand? Have you ever out of all the pictures, millions and millions sure of pictures so. of Beyonce? Have I'm you ever sure seen so. Beyonce with a beer in her hand okay, or no. or a fucking cocktail? I've no. never seen it. Uh, when she goes on interviews, people don't ask her like real shit. It's planned. Yeah, her publicist is like, oh, you got to talk to her. You got to ask her about this and that. And then mm-hmm. when you try to ask her about real shit, she doesn't answer. Okay. Like, people don't even people don't even try. Like, if I was interviewing Beyonce, I'll be, getting, I'll be asking her all types of crazy mm-hmm. shit. Like, when was the last time you farted in bed? Like, <laughs> can you imagine Beyonce farting in bed? No, because you guys think of her like, can you imagine Beyonce with diarrhea? I don't want to. Like in the bathroom for like two hours just shitting? <laughs> I mean, it's like, human, yes, because it's human. Everyone yes, does Yes, but no it. one no one can imagine she, Beyonce because she is, okay. she is a, she's an image. Mm-hmm. And people were like, oh, I'm in love with, yeah. okay. that's why everyone was so shocked when Jay-Z and Shalange were fighting in that, in that fucking yeah. elevator because yeah. we got that aura of like, oh, they're like this and that. But then you saw some real shit her acting crazy mm-hmm. slapping him and shit <laughs> then everyone's that, like oh though. he deserved that first of all you don't even know if he, he deserved cheated. but that was before it was i think well that didn't have anything to do with uh the cheating i don't think oh i thought that's why i think that was just like a regular old uh just a fight just- yeah just a fight and then beyonce was just standing in the corner <laughs> she, like, yeah, like she, she knew she was being recorded because or he something. probably deserved it for a reason that we don't know about because I doubt that she would just stand there and let her sister do that if there she wasn't had, a reason. I don't think Beyonce's going to jump in and fight. She, she's too pro. She's too programmed now. She's to, too programmed. Yeah, she's like a robot. You know? Well, 
that's why i like rihanna better like rihanna she's more authentic that's true she's Rihanna's walking around with us like a lot she's walking around with a uh, newport in her mouth mm-hmm. like doing some crazy shit well i think about beyonce two things <clears throat> She released her Ivy Park brand, so that's just not people like you know dressing. It's not people just like dressing her. It's she created this own style like from scratch. Well, I don't. I don't think that's. I don't think she created that. You don't think? I think she, she's just the face of the. Just so this is like uh like Diddy. He 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 didn't create Ciroc. Right. He's just the face of the brand. I think Beyonce. These people. These people come out with these fashion lines. They they're not sitting there uh, drawing these outfits. No, they're just the face to sell the clothing. Okay. Trust me. Okay. Uh, I mean, you I, have I a point, and I it does make sense. So yeah. But also, okay, another point you mentioned her choreography to be able to pull off the type of choreography that she does. I sound like a stan, but you are. <laughs> You have to add your own personality to it. Like, I don't know if you mm. watched her homecoming, you know, performance thing on Netflix, but mm. she, the, the setup on the stage and like having the HBCUs and the dancers and the marching band and the outfits, that was her like creativity coming to life. So that was her image. And, but she has those people and those resources and the money to make that happen exactly the way she wanted it. Mm. So I definitely think she put. I don't even think that was real okay really because all of a sudden she's all into this black empowerment shit where, where was where was that at when she was when she first came out when she was saying bills 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 and all that stuff <laughs> i mean you evolve as a person you change your views not that her views were never there but maybe she something you know or maybe someone told her like oh we need since all this sh- black shit is Your going on in the in the world we need to start <laughs> we need to start uh doing some black shit probably but i just i feel like beyonce has such a style and a voice that no one can even compare to or even match her energy um and she is a very private person like that's why we don't see her being a normal person because she chooses to keep majority of her life private but i kind of i respect that because that's how you stay out of you know situations and um social media and controversy and all that yeah, people are about uh, authenticity now. They they are, but people are tired of the whole fucking robotic shit nowadays. I wouldn't I wouldn't call it robotic. I would just say it's more private because being a celebrity, I'm sure, is hard. I can't imagine you hear so many things about people being like afraid to post because of like backlash and stuff. So choosing to keep you know a lot of aspects of your life private especially your family and your children like she didn't show her children for a long time and that's just because the world is cruel and you don't want to subject yourself to that if next week a secret recording of beyonce saying some shit like i'm tired of all these black bitches (laughs) would you still support her well of course my opinion would change on her because i'm learning a new side to her the real side of her then that is you know disrespectful towards me as a black woman like that's but you'll still support her well no my my views would definitely change i mean her music is good like her music is like that doesn't change the music that she's made in the past Mm -hmm. but i don't think i would be as much of a supporter i would probably have to pull back a little bit but that doesn't honestly she made good music her music is good like there's not much you can change about that 
You want kids one day? I do. I do want kids. I want a big family. How big? Um, at least like the minimum, like three kids. I want like yeah. I come from a very big family, like on my mom's side, and somewhat you know like big compared to most families on my dad's side. So I'm used to having that kind of community around me. And so I just want to expand on that. How do you feel about that viral video of that guy bringing the McDonald's oh my God. To, his one, to the one kid? Okay. I have some opinions on that, yes. I think the man was... <laughs> <laughs> I think that the man wasn't in the wrong. I think it was disrespectful and rude of the woman to assume that he would buy all her other kids who aren't his food. Mm-hmm. He's doing his job as a parent. He's providing directly for his kid. Why is she expecting more out of him? It didn't really register. Like, those aren't his kids. Why is he going to... Those other fathers should be stepping up and doing the part that they're not doing. She needs to be bothering those other kids' fathers instead mm-hmm. of this one father who's doing his job. So if you were in that situation, you would have did, did what? If I was in a situation where one of my baby fathers just brought his kid food and no one else, I mean, I couldn't get mad at him because he's doing what he's doing as a father who's not in like his son's life like that you know but like i feel like now like you can't expect much out of men unfortunately now grace <laughs> put this mic okay i'm in sorry front i'm of sorry mouth. okay right. what if i just boom yes okay. okay now say that statement again you can't expect much out of men these days these days yeah, times have changed. I mean, you got to explain that. Um, I think men are becoming more lazy mm-hmm. when it comes to relationships and the amount of effort that it takes to maintain a healthy relationship. Um, is it men or is it just the men you deal with? I see it everywhere. I see it in the men that I deal with. And I also see it on social media through other people's experiences. Mm. And so men just aren't most, but not all most men are just are not willing to step up to the plate anymore. It's very rare that you find a man who has like those sort of values where he can cherish a woman properly, how the woman wants to be loved instead of, you know, a lot of these men I feel like are insecure and that has that plays a part in that. Mm. And so and a lot of these men also have mental health issues that they don't talk <laughs> about and that you know that affects the rela- the relationship and yeah. then if you're not willing to go and correct those issues or at least come to terms with the fact that okay maybe I can better myself mm. then how are you going to be a better person or a good person and benefit someone else's life if you can't maintain your own? Do you think uh, women nowadays are um, respecting themselves? In what sense? Because you just you you just said that men aren't um, 
You said something though where like men aren't uh they're lazy and they're not putting in the work okay, to yes. like court women or whatever. Yes. Do you think women are not respecting themselves and that's why men are not wasting their time? Um, I think most women don't respect themselves in a way where they stay in those sort of relationships that aren't providing anything for them. Mm-hmm. And so that's how men also just become lazy, you know, because they think that the bare minimum is getting somewhere because then the women, they don't always leave or it's hard for them to leave. And so there's no effort that's being put in on either side of the situation. Mm. I think that's really unfortunate that that's kind of like not the norm now, but like it's seen too much. Are you one of those girls who, if someone asks, "Oh, what type of man do you want?" You got a whole laundry list of yes of shit, unrealistic shit. Unrealistic. Mm Hmm. What unrealistic? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, uh, say some things that are on your list of what type of. Can I read my list? Oh, you have a list. Well, yeah, I always, whenever I think of wow. something, I write it down. It's not as extensive as I, as it is. This is just what I can think of. Um, so I have ambition. Mm-hmm. I have to have, or I would like a man who has some sort of drive and a goal. Mm-hmm. Um, security. I want them to be not only secure, or them to be secure within themselves, but also secure. I feel protective, like in a more literal sense, I feel more protected around them. Like they can, you know, protect me. Um, hygienic, of course. Some of these men out here are dirty. Um, can dress clean and is stylish. Um, mm. Yeah, that speaks for itself. Um, an active lights lifestyle. I like a man who's outdoorsy and who... <sighs> Okay. Is not, you know, a homebody or like only knows to like go to the club or go to the bars. Like I want a man who like wants to go on a hike or like on a bike ride or like mm. to the beach or something. I got a bike in here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Keep going. Um, I have black. Chocolate, yeah. Yes. Family oriented because I'm someone who's also family oriented, so someone who's also like close with their family mm. is major. Um, and then also takes my time into consideration. So realizes that it's not a one-sided relationship. And I'm also someone who, you know, needs their time to be taken into consideration. I mean. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but that's all that's on the list for now. There's definitely more to come in the future. And you haven't met anyone that has all that? Um, I have. Uh, I'm pretty uh, sure I have. Let me. What? <laughs> not 100 percent fully like there's some flaws within each category maybe Mm. but i am also content with the fact that i can't or not that i can't be but i'm not always going to find someone who checks off every single box on the list like i wouldn't say it's unrealistic like there's definitely that person out there but you know the chances are very slim so i have to be okay with like that show Huh? I said you described me in a nutshell. I did. You You're did. all those things. And more. And more? Like what else? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't ask me questions on right, this. Right, okay. But uh, <laughs> uh what else was I was about to say. So if you have all if you have a list of all those things, if you expect all those things, mm-hmm. do you have all those things as well? I do, 
And if I don't, I am actively working on it. All these things that I mentioned, I would definitely say I have, but there's mm. always something that I can improve on, whether it being like emotionally or physically. Um, so, I'm always working on myself. So a lot of women, when you when you talk about relationships, they're always oh, they're always saying some shit about negative about the men. Oh, the men need to work on this. The men need to do that. So I mm-hmm. want the man to do that. But rarely does a woman look at themselves in the mirror and be like, oh. The reason why I'm single is because of this, of, because of, uh, yeah, they always blame the man. The mm-hmm. reason why this relationship didn't work is because of this nigga did this, that. But they never say, oh, you know what? Maybe because I nag at this nigga 24-7. He got tired of me, and then another bitch came along and was like, yo, why do you listen to her? I completely agree. So, yeah, the question is, what is wrong with you? what is wrong with me (laughs) what do you need to work on what do you think Um, you need to work on i can be a very like blunt person (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so i feel like i need to work on my delivery because most of the time when i say things you know i mean what i say i'm not scared to sugarcoat anything at all Mm. but it doesn't always come off like i'm being nice or kind and so i think it's important or it's been pointed out to me by like my very close friends that i definitely need to work on my delivery on how I say things so it doesn't come off as like not that I'm attacking you but like I'm just being a hater or yeah. whatever that's it um as of now I think I also need to work on being a good listener as well because conversations are of course two-sided mm-hmm. and so I need to not always be so focused on like what I'm going to say next or how I can contribute to the conversation rather than sitting back and listening to what that person is saying to me and how I can bounce off of that and not, you know, make it, you know, just me talking about whatever I want to talk about. Mm. So those are like the two things for now that I am working on, but of course with therapy and not that I'm in therapy right now, but in the future, um, I can work or discover more things that I need to work on to better myself. What's the best thing about you? The best thing about me? Mm. I'm extremely open-minded. I'm extremely positive. In most situations that aren't always beneficial for someone, I try to see the light in it. Whether that's like you missed a job opportunity or whatever, like you like failed a test. Like I always try to see, I mean, there's not so much positive in failing a test, but like I firmly believe that like everything happens for a reason. And so I try to see past the negative and see, okay, well, why did this happen? And how can I learn from this? How can I grow from this? Mm. And then just hope that better things come my way instead of just dwelling on that because it's not really going to get you anywhere. Where do you see yourself in the next five years? In the next five years, I would be 26 years old. So. I would see myself with a stable job, mm-hmm. like a steady career or getting to the point of a steady career. Mm-hmm. Um, 26 is kind of, it's still young to me. So I still want to, I would definitely take that tra- that time, like I said before, to like travel and get to know myself. Um, but then also maybe like if I'm not like already in a relationship, like trying to find my partner as well and, starting to settle down a little bit Mm. so you believe in marriage and all that i do i was just thinking about that yes (laughs) (laughs) i do i do believe in marriage and of course 
I can't wait to get married one day. Oh, you can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. Not even just the whole aspect of marriage, but like the whole process, not process, but like the event itself, like dressing up and like having all my family and friends there. And then of course, marrying like potentially the love of your life, like, yeah. or hopefully the love of your life. Do you think because you got the, a big urge to get married, you'll end up choosing the wrong person just because you're so infatuated um, with getting married? Instead of taking your time. I feel like, in a way, yes. I hope that doesn't happen for me. But in a way, yes. Because I'm someone who has also very little patience. And so if I want something, like I'm going to take what it takes to get it. Mm-hmm. But I, I need to learn to take more time to find other people and find myself. And so I'm in a good situation and not end up like regretting it a couple years later Mm. okay Mm -hmm. well it was great uh getting to know you more likewise likewise. um do you want to give out your like social media handles or anything sure sure my social media is gracie g-r-a-c-i-e-e dot a-c on instagram and uh everyone yeah follow her um wish her luck thank you in her in her life's journey i had one more thing to say but i was was (laughs) drawing a blank Uh it's okay i got i got the message (laughs) (laughs) but yeah uh hopefully i can help you out with this uh this five-year goal you know Mm -hmm. of course you just you described me as Okay. Your potential partner or whatever. Right. right. We can see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is Everyday Celebrity Podcast, and we are out. You.